Hey guys. We're back. <laughs> yeah, we keep being like, we're going to be consistent and then life hits you. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, what can we do? You got a job. I don't, we can't I really. I'm in a new location. This might have got a job, guys. I got a job. I'm not, I don't just podcast in my free time. Um, I try to make a little bit of money. <laughs> make a uh, money. Isn't that a lyric? Money. Make a little money. Yeah. I can tell you. Are you talking about Taylor Swift? <laughs> well, <I'm> like, <laughs> anyways, may have got a job. Um, she moved yes. to New York City. I'm still in England. Anna got a job too in England. Yeah, I think that we talked about that last episode. Yeah. I'm a barista. Oh. I make the coffees, love. The, <laughs> the Brits. And she um, does it with grace and kindness and beauty. Oh my god! Thank you. <laughs> I just haven't talked to Anna in a while. Like Anna and I, I know we like have, we usually chat like three times a day it's because so my mom was here and like when I moved, so I was and then I was working during the day, so I couldn't just call with like any slight inconvenience in my life, which is super rude. You should yeah. definitely be able to call me when they I gave know, you the like, wrong straw for your latte, like on a show. I should be like, hold on, I'm feeling panicked. Let me call Anna. And they're like, the show is live. Like, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> like, I really think you should get the, you should be able to call me and be like, they gave me one of the really big straws for my straw, small latte. And now I look corny. Yeah. Like that's important information that I need to know. Well, that was, I'll give a little first day anecdote. Um, day one. So I had to get there at 10 AM on the first day. I walk in, they needed my ID to like, make sure I actually was working there. And like, they had me on the list. I give them my ID. And so how my hair is in a bun right now, it's actually very fitting. I did my hair this way. My ID photos from when I was 17. Cause when I turned 21, it was during a pandemic. So I wasn't allowed to go to the DMV and retake my photo for my 21 license. So they just sent me the horizontal one with the 17 year old photo. So my hair, honestly, you're so lucky. I sat in the DMV for like three hours with a mask on in the middle. Oh my God. Well, mine was like peak, like last yeah, summer. Yeah, yours, like yours was July 2020. That yeah. wasn't happening. So my picture is my hair's in a bun and I'm wearing a black headband, but you can't see the bun and you can only see the top of the headband. So like, yeah, I, I don't have any hair in my driver's license. <laughs> so the man, the security guard walk, takes my ID. He walks back over about three minutes later. It's 9.50. Like I technically don't even work there yet. He goes, is this you? And I said, yeah. He goes, mm, this is a boy. <laughs> I go, I didn't know that. No, I was like, oh no, no. Like my hair's up. And he said, mm, no, this is a boy. Like he, I was like, what if you were trans? I like, genuinely, <laughs> like, what I was, was like, the approach? I think he just, he, he was like, are you, he literally was like, are you sure? I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, like my hair's up. That's an old photo. Do you want more identification? Like I have a birth certificate with me. <laughs> did, did you really? Well, because this is the first day you have oh, to like, the paperwork and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I was like, do you want to see it? just carrying it around. And then he just like laughed at me and he was like, oh, okay. Like I thought it was a boy. I got confused. I was like, sure. And then I was like, <laughs> why did this man roast me? I like, I don't 9.50 in the morning. Also, who the hell tries to sneak into CNN <laughs> on the first day at nine o'clock in the morning, like 9 a.m. on a Monday. And they're trying to sneak in by using right. an ID. Like, that's just not how people break into places. I was like, sick. All right. Day one off to a good start. Hopefully the other employees <laughs> don't think that. Because <laughs> like, well, my hair was down. Like I was in a, a nice outfit and I'm just, because yeah. you can only see my face in my drip. But I was like, no, he was fully like not going to give me my license back. I was like, it's mine. <laughs> so... But after that, no one confused me for a boy. So, well, I'm glad that only happened to you <laughs> one time in the past two weeks. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's get into it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> guys, this is, I think this might be a long one. Yeah. It's also have, 8 p.m. my have, time, and I worked all day. And know, like, so we can, we bedtime's can, like 9 30, guys. <laughs> it's not a study guide by any means, but it's going to be like, just, it's just vomit. It's yeah. There's no, like, usually we try to come up with a list of things. This is, we're just talking about whatever. We're just going to raw dog it. <laughs> I got to stop saying that. Okay. I don't even, literally, I don't even know where to start. Um, I think we should start with Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. Which is like a whole, that's like, I have three. Tra- is it real or a PR? Junk. Is it real or a PR stunt? Go. I think it's real just because he seems to date everyone. And he seems, I don't know, like people keep coming out and they're like, they're, they're like, Pete is charming. (laughs) 
I do not think it's real. There's no way. There's no way. Come on. Her last person was person. Kanye West. Could she have done more of a 360? Also, I, what is her? There's a TikTok user who does a lot of like talking about blind items at her username is like F fluently forward or something like that. I mean, I'm sure I've seen her. And she says something along the lines of, in her experience in Hollywood, people who do drugs date other people who do drugs. And she thinks that you can tell if it's a PR relationship, if it's someone who doesn't do drugs, dating someone who does do drugs. And Pete Davidson does do drugs and Kim Kardashian doesn't do drugs. My opinion is that Pete Davidson is like an epic rebound. I mean, you got Ariana Grande. Yeah. Who else is he? I didn't know who he was until he dated Ariana Grande. Mm, I'm a committed like, SNL fan, so yeah, I'm SNL not. is what broke my TV earlier this morning. Anna heard me talk. <laughs> about so I feel like I just don't. It's just so out of the blue. And then it's Kim Kardashian. Like she has like Kim doesn't do anything like accidentally. <laughs> so the idea that they went on this like really public date to Knott's Berry Farm or whatever, like to me, feels like screams PR relationship because it's uh-huh. like her first relationship post divorce. And it feels like something she would keep on lock and, or at least to like, you know, like a hand in an Instagram story type beat, not like a photos, like paparazzi, like one of the biggest places in LA to get papped kind of vibe. Maybe Pete, like maybe her kids were going and Pete was like, I really want to go to Knott's (laughs) Scary Farm. North was like, who is this dirty man? No, literally. Nori does not the way that I saw Nori's black book like hasn't Nori's black book is one of my favorite Instagram accounts it's so funny um for those that don't know it's like a parody northwest account um and she hasn't posted about it and I saw in one of the comments someone was like like North Nori like what are your thoughts and she was like I literally cannot comment on this <laughs> like it is so horrible no comment no Which, comment <laughs> All those videos of Northwest like roasting Kim Kardashian in her own like PR thing, mm-hmm. where she's like, "These are so gorgeous," and Corey's like, "No, they're not." Well, I love when and Olivia... then Kim still posts them. I'm I like, know. "Why are you posting them?" When Olivia Rodrigo sent her a PR package and she was like, "We've been listening to driver's license in the car for weeks," and North in the background goes, "No, we haven't." <laughs> it's so. Funny. I was like, "That's so upsetting to Olivia. Don't put that up there." <laughs> Like Kim must know that people like that. So it increases traction, but it's so funny. So I'll like, I'll let her keep doing it. Yeah. North is so big now. I keep seeing pictures of her. I'm like, yeah, she's like an adult. I miss her and Penelope in the tutu. That was the cutest little photo of the two of them. <laughs> Super embarrassing that you reference that. And I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm like the little tutu okay. photo. You're like, yes. In other Kardashian news, Courtney and Travis got engaged since the last time we spoke. Put a ring. Is the right hand is my think. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we think it was since the last time. If we're recovering ground, we've already covered. Sorry, guys. We have um, a reveal. In case you forgot. Um, yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, happy for them, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Cool. Next. Excited to see it on Hulu. <laughs> Next. Um, other Kardashian news would like to take a moment. To talk about Astro World. Oh my gosh. I think it will be first. That is so terrible and tragic and so mm-hmm. upsetting. And I, my heart goes out to those people and those families. It's really scary to think about. It was, it's horrifying. I spent like two days, like unable to think about anything else. Like I went to this, I would go to work and I would be like, did you guys hear about Astro World? I need to tell you about it. This thing happened in the United States and I have to tell you all about it. And we need to talk about it because I'm so horrified and I can't believe it ever. And then I was like, what if my brother had gone? Like he likes Travis Scott. What if the concert had been like mirrored up? Like, right. It's and, like, so terrible and horrifying that I like, can't even like my brain, like can't compute how something so tragic could happen and how horrible for all of the people that were there. And every one of them is walking away with like serious, like uh-huh. physical or emotional, both like trauma and more. And the numbers keep going up for yeah death. I don't, uh, I just feel like I've seen so many reports that are like eight dead. And then you you read these first person accounts and they're like, there was dead people everywhere. Mm-hmm. And like, how are there only eight? Like, you're not all seeing the same eight. I think it people. was a lot of people were knocked unconscious 
Mm, and then so I think you it really just can't. kind of you just get freaked. Out. I too would be like dead. Yeah, that's a dead. You know, like I would not jump to conclusions. Yeah, so so horrible. But I think the reason I bring this up is the Kardashian colloquium on TikTok and Instagram also had a really nice like post about this. But aside from how horrible it is, it will be interesting to see how the Kardashian machine like takes this mm-hmm. because obviously Travis like Kylie and Kendall were there, but like Travis is like one of the spouses and there's a tendency, like it's, they don't leave the spouses out. Like the spouses become right. part of the card. Like Scott's still there. Right. Like Lamar um, Odom when he owed. Yeah. Like they become part of Kristen. the like clan, but this feels like the first time that we've had like a Kardashian, like, like thing that is not a scandal, you know, like we've had Kim like naming it kimono and we've had like the Pepsi ad from Kendall. Like right. this is the first time the Kardashians have had to like, face head on like something like very seriously yeah. tragic and not just like morally not their best that you is know? their that is part of their like brand's fault yeah or their like circle exactly fault. like it wasn't and it, it seems sort of like but exactly like yeah the ambulance was in her Instagram there, story yeah, kind of yeah vibe um but at the same time also my earbud keeps falling out of my ear I feel like do I have fat ears or something I feel like they're goal so far has been like ignore it completely Mm -hmm. like you have Kendall a statement that was like tragic and I was like like, so sad in the world and Travis is being sued he's got like 70 lawsuits on him at the moment yeah rightfully so and like I just feel like you could be putting your money in a better place than Kylie skin right now or Kylie baby yeah and we have like Kendall in this like incredibly sexy skimpy dress posting about going to a wedding which like go to your friend's wedding like fine right. just feels like a weird thing to post about like if i were you personally yeah. like i just wouldn't just go dark if you're not gonna do yeah, it just like don't yeah i don't know it feels super inappropriate to be like celebrating my bestie getting married yeah. like oh sorry for all the people that aren't gonna get to get married or see their friends get married because they died at right. a concert and not at. that going dark is the solution either but yeah it's just it's sensitive to post they seem to be trying to like forget it run away as fast as they can yeah they're like banking on a Kylie or not a Kylie, a Courtney Travis wedding and a Kim Pete romance to get themselves out of it. Right. Maybe like that's not where the, the PR strategy. came from. Well, no, Kim and Pete were spotted before. Was that before? Yeah. Um, anyway, so anything else from the Kardashians we need to, we need to go over? <sighs> I don't think so. Um, yeah. That's all we got. Moving on to, do you know, should we do the bachelorette before we tackle Taylor Swift? Yeah. Let me grab my notes. Oh, okay. For the bachelorette. I don't have any notes. I don't, we're not going to do deep dives into all the episodes that we've missed. Did we do the premiere? No, I don't think we did. Cause oh my, my notes gosh, are from the guys, premiere. So sorry. We have like four weeks, but that's okay. Because there's not always everything to talk about each yeah, week. Honestly, Michelle is doing a really good job of weeding out bad people. I know she's such <laughs> a good bachelorette. I think she's really fun to watch mm-hmm. and people, I don't know if it's the editing, but I feel like we're getting to see, or she's just having more like spontaneous moments or like inside jokes, almost like Mm -hmm. she has like running jokes with people on the show that we like get to see. And like, I don't know if other sort of bachelors or bachelorettes like haven't had those, but like the way she and Rodney have this like ongoing joke about apples, right? which by the way, her correcting him on the apple thing is like one of the funniest bits ever. She was like, that's just simply not what what was he saying? A Granny Smith or something? A Granny Smith, which is like the only green apple, yeah. was what he said. She <laughs> okay. I took notes. Oh, very first thought. They're working so hard on diversity. The produ- the production team is they're on their little diversity treadmills. They are running so fucking fast. Right. They were like, "How many biracial people can we put on this season and make us look diverse? Let's do it. Let's I go." I feel like though Michelle is also someone who. She seems to gravitate toward people of a similar background. Right. Well, because she's... Which is good. Yeah. Which Um, is not uncommon that people gravitate toward people with similar experiences Mm -hmm. to them. Like Joe. Yeah. When she talks about, you know, not being seen, it would make sense that the white guy, Clayton, is from Canada. is not like, I totally get where you're coming from. Like, I didn't feel seen in Nova Nova Scotia. You know, Clayton, who is our next bachelor. Who I literally don't want to discuss that because I feel like if I talk about it, it's going to make it happen. No, like I feel like if I discuss confirmed. it, no, like I refuse to discuss it as though it's real. 
the bachelor producers were like, we need a white person again. We've had too much diversity. Much diversity. Yeah. So they were um, like, let's do this guy. He's from like Ohio or something. No, that's not the case. He's not the one from Nova Scotia. He's the other no. one. That's a joke. Okay, wait. Though. Why is my only note on him? No, with a red arm. <laughs> no, babes. Um, I mean, he has some like nice moments, but like, oh my God, he's not blowing in. If Joe or Nate doesn't win this season, I will smash my computer. So I ha- I know someone who has like a deep resentment towards Nate. Oh, really? Why? No. Like a personal he's, like experience? really cocky and thinks he has it in the bag. And he's like, he does think he's at, he has it in the bag, but like he like does. So like he's right. <laughs> Let should we do like our opinion on some of the men? Yeah. Okay, so oh wait, you- real quickly, can I just say I love the Caitlyn Tasha dynamic, and I cannot believe we're gonna get stuck with Clayton and some rando as our Jesse, host. We talked about Jesse, Jesse Palmer. Yeah, why? It's so good. It is so good. I think because since it's the Bachelor, not the Bachelorette, they're yeah. trying to be mentors rather yeah. than just a but host. bring in some fun. Put Jason Tardic on this shit. Oh my god, bro, Mike, Jason, best person coming out of this franchise, Jason Tardic. <laughs> the way that every time Jason Tardic comes up, you're like. Best person to come out of this franchise, Jason Tardick. It's true. Caitlin is he like is. watching this podcast. Like she's like searching. She's <laughs> I will movie. steal your man. Like yeah. I really will, Caitlin. I'm so sorry. Like oh, he's great. He is. Like because Becca season is one of the first ones that I watched. And when yeah, he, yeah, when yeah, she dumped him in Thailand. I was like, and I was gonna end it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, happy for him though. So yeah, I mean. I think Caitlin and Tasha do a really good job, especially this. Oh my season. God. Sorry. What? In my notes from the first episode, I wrote Chris S. Is this guy a villain? Question mark. Ooh. Okay. Check me out. Check me out. So right, what were you saying? We've had a lot of, um, okay, wait. Well, I was going to talk about some of the Caitlin men. T- I'm just going to give a, opinions okay. on some of the men. Let's and then go. you can give opinions on some of your men. Rick. I cannot get a vibe on him. He either he has, has the weirdest voice or he is the love of Michelle's life. Like there's no either no, literally. This man. He has the weirdest voice. Him and Chris S, their voices are hard to listen to. Rick has weird eyes too. They're kind of sunny. I can't say I have noticed. <laughs> um he's very like I wrote that I got Dylan Barber on Hannah B's season type vibe. From Rick? From him. From Rick. Just in, like, very middle of the pack okay, okay. kind of thing. But then she took him on the mm-hmm. one-on-one this yeah, week, which, like, middle completely of the unexpected for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I was very surprised when she asked Rick on the one-on-one. I wasn't. You weren't? We have I think play. I'm projecting. Like, I'm like, well, nerd. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, couldn't yeah. be me. Um, which isn't true, because I'll totally end up with a Rick in my life. Okay, Red flags from Martin all around. Very surprised she kept him. Yeah, what's... Yeah, I can't Martin him. was like, um, Jamie's my boy, so, like, I'm not really gonna speak on that. She was like, but he lied. And he was like, yeah, <laughs> like, he's a good guy. I was like, Michelle, yeah. put that rose down. Put, the, put, no. Yeah, put, that rose put, down. put that down. She didn't. Um, he got Yeah, it. I don't love him. I really don't. I he's one of those people that like sticks around because they kind of like don't have a reason not to like keep them around but like kind of like Brendan last season where we were like oh yeah Brendan I was literally I literally was like who's Brendan (laughs) like he is so forgettable whole episode it's titled we are once again (laughs) it is titled like who is like where is Brendan or who is Brendan can I say I wrote also about Chris S the first episode I don't remember him saying this but apparently he said he was goofy (laughs) And I just think anyone who claims they're like I'm goofy is automatically cringe, like automatically out. Like if you state, like I'm so weird, like I'm so goofy, like no, (laughs) done. Uh, I was surprised he got an intro package. Like he was one of the five or six guys who got an intro package night one. Maybe it's because he was a villain. Maybe yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe it's because he was going to be a villain. I don't think he's a villain in the long term. I think, I mean, it sounds like he's going to go soon. I know. It's just weird because, you know, our, our usual minor ma- villain, major villain gets messed up when the, the main person has sense. Yes. Like Jamie's gone. Around. Peter's gone. Okay. Can we just state Peter is the one who on his like pre-show card claimed he hates libraries. What motherfucker hates library? What? What? <laughs> absolute like disease do you have to have to hate libraries like 
I get it. You don't read a lot. You don't go to libraries, but who like, who like takes the emotional energy to hate libraries? Like libraries give you things for free. Like that's the whole point of them. Like what the fuck? It's just so weird. It's first of all, weird to hate libraries. And it's so weird to tell like TV producers that is like your fun fact. Right. I mean, it's, it's already red flag that he calls himself a pizza entrepreneur, but like every time he would come on screen, I'm like, oh, it's the guy that hates libraries. Call me pizza boy. Call me pizza boy. You see the money I make. You won't call me pizza boy. Call me pizza boy. I was like, Peter, you're not helping your kids whatsoever. That was such a good impression. That he was like, that, that pizza, what did, what did call me pizza boy is at the same level of, um, easy bakes oven downstairs. Which is a quote from the kissing booth because no one gets the reference. <laughs> it's a kissing booth rep. And then what is it's like, oh, the main girl like goes to the party and the mean girls are like, uh, easy bake oven is downstairs. But she thinks she's like a little kid or something. <laughs> the easy bake oven is downstairs. Bitch. Call me pizza guy. See how much money I make. <laughs> you, see, you see the checks that I cash, you call me pizza boy. You, you call me pizza boy, you see the checks I cash. And the men are sitting there like with their, like Nate fully has his drink. He's like. (laughs) (laughs) I will give that Nate seems fairly like. I think I will say that he has this sort of like cut straight through the drama. Like, but I think he knows that we like, like, he seems to me like someone who knows that that's how you play the game. I think to really excel at the bachelorette, you have to He's very aware he's on the show. Yeah. Like when, when those two guys were fighting, everyone else walked away except for him. And when Peter walked away, what, what's the guy's name he was fighting with? Um, Will. Well, he, he goes, Will, if you just sit here and don't say anything, you will be the bigger man. Like in terms yeah. of editing, that's the sense I got. And then I, when yeah. Jamie was talking to Nate after Jamie got exposed for like sharing the information. Yeah. And he was like, it's not about episodes. Yeah. He was like, this, what do you think about episodes? Blah, blah, blah. Like I was like, Oh, Nate knows this is the bachelorette. This isn't just a, I'm dating someone. Like this is a show. Yeah. <laughs> he seems where and he's right that mm-hmm. the way to win public favor and the bachelor slash bachelorette, like, is to be someone who doesn't indulge in the drama, but is somehow a little bit, a little bit around it. Yeah. He's not totally out of it, so we don't forget that he exists. Greg energy, if if I Greg can. energy. Greg energy. He's my neighbor across, we're like across the rivers from each okay. other now. Babe, babe. So. I don't think we can just claim neighborhood with anyone that lives in New York, New Jersey area. <laughs> he lives in Hell's Kitchen. He lives near where I work, I guess I'll say. So Greg, if you're listening. <laughs> um, Chris G, the motivational speaker from Nova Scotia. He just uh, left actually. Chris G, the way he talked cracked me up. Like his little poem talking, like he was rapping a little bit like yeah. a movement with it. I was like, Oh, he was a corny motherfucker. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> hold on the clip of Chris S sitting down in the chair, waiting for the date card last week and then falling out of the chair. <laughs> Comedic gold. <laughs> I cracked. My mom was here and she was like, that wasn't funny. I was like, no, you don't get it. Like this guy, hilarious. Like, it's, it's if it wasn't him, it wouldn't be funny. If like Joe fell out of the chair, you'd be like, oh man, but like. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of Joe. And Joe. Love him. I want, like, I like Nate. I want Joe to win. Nate to me is like the guy that you date, like the guy that Michelle dates before ultimately realizing like he's not her like soulmate. And Joe feels like her, like, like watching them play basketball together. So cute. I think like, I'm have so one on one this week. I think so too, which would make sense because it's like both of their hometowns and it's yeah. kind of cute. When um, she was talking about when she was like teasing the men out, when she was like, okay, so I'm actually going back to Minnesota next week. Um, I'm going to be going home and you're coming with me. I was like, oh my God. That was, I thought that's what happened. So I, was like, I thought it was so, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I think also, I, oh my God, my ear, my literal earlobe must be like, inflamed too excited <laughs> um but i think that ne- night one when she was like do i know you and joe was like maybe and then she herself was like i dm'd you and you ghosted me like the fact that she was able she admitted that you're not gonna admit that unless it actually happened like like when the rumor started with jamie i was kind of like jamie obviously didn't hear about the whole like 
she outed herself situation. Yeah, yeah. Because I liked that they kind of like addressed it with each other and like moved on. Right. I thought that was mature. Yeah. And then Jamie didn't have any foot to feet mm-hmm. and he likes to stand on. What's the and when he was like, what? And when all the guys were like, why did you say that? He was like, I don't know if I did. They were like, Michelle just said. <laughs> um, I don't know. Right. When Michelle comes down, he's like, people are calling into my question, my character. And then everyone's like, who could do such a thing? And Jamie's like, who could it be? <laughs> and then he goes, I was like, Jamie, her. do you not know this is going to be played back? This like, is, we recorded you. That was the, when he doesn't think he's being filmed and he's talking to his producer. Why do people keep falling into this trap? Brandon and Piper first and Jamie now. They're recording you, Dumbo. You're wearing a microphone. Sorry. Dumbo, Dumbo, <laughs> idiot. You're like ding dong. You're yeah. But oh, take a note from the Real Housewives. When Jen Shaw was about to get arrested, she told someone to turn her mic pack off. <laughs> can you turn this off for me, really quickly? Yeah. I'm having a little bit of an emergency. <laughs> she goes, "Can you turn this off?" And the other the girl, Whitney, she goes, "What?" And she was like, "Can you turn off my mic?" And she's like, "But the cameras are on." She's like, "Turn the mic back off." <laughs> I have to discuss my fraud. <laughs> I have to discuss my um, looming arrest. <laughs> uh, new episode tonight, Salt Lake City, 9 p.m. Your fave. Your fave for I sure. won't be watching because I don't have cable at the moment. <laughs> God damn it, SNL. Um, I'm a little sad that Malik and then the two firefighter guys left. I liked both of them. Yes. I really like Olu. I like Olu a lot until this episode. Yes. Okay, and then wait. he had that nice, no, because like it was until the fight and then he right. had the good combo and now I'm good again. That date, the I mean, definitely edited, but like the men were very much like, they were like, oh, Michelle, you don't have to be a part of this. And she was like, but I'm your girlfriend. Yeah, it was distinct. Like I didn't even feel like, you know how sometimes like I feel like we could have a bachelorette who's like, they're not talking to yeah. me, but like they are, but like, it didn't feel like Michelle was being dramatic about that at all. Like she clearly like was not being approached. Right. Yeah. Which is like weird. Like, right. I don't know if, I don't know what it is. If they're nicer to each other or like, does she foster a less competitive environment? Mm-hmm. Well, so they yeah. don't feel like they need to like punch each other in the face to talk right. to her first. Well, they had the sound bites where the guys were like, oh, I was just going to lay back and like let somebody else talk, which also makes me wonder producers. I mean, I've said this before producers deem who talks to her when, how long, yeah, were they like, like just, give, just wait? Yeah, there were producers that time, just like, oh, let's just hang out. Like, we're not going to talk to her yet. Like, maybe everyone was like, oh, we're not, we're not going to do chatting right now. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. I agree. I'm going to mute because I have to cough. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to think what else. That's like the the <laughs> Anna's really struggling with her coughing right now. <laughs> um, but that was the gist of like the four weeks, but. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I lost a lung, but I'm back. I'm trying to prolong. I'm like, yes. Yeah, so that's <laughs> you're like, yeah, it. um, yeah, uh huh. <laughs> and I can hear you. Like, obviously, it's still like the volume is still on. Oh, can we talk about Romeo? Um, I thought I was gonna dislike him, but I actually liked him. The Harvard mathematician guy. I get Dylan Barber vibes from Romeo. There, I think he'll be on Paradise. Mm, okay, yeah, he's really cute. He has a PhD. It doesn't shit else to do. Who else is gonna be? Peter's gonna be on Paradise. Um, the pizza guy. Maybe he'll end up with Victoria. He did check my cash. Okay. <laughs> Listen, bitch. Easy bakes oven downstairs. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like, um, I feel like um, Olu is going to be on Paradise. Yes. I don't think Michelle. he wins Michelle's season, and I think he goes to Paradise. Okay. Right now, who? Not who are your top three, but who do you think Michelle's top three are going to be? Or you could do top four, I guess, hometowns. Like hometowns? Yes. Brandon, Joe, Nate, Rodney. Brandon, Joe? No, not Rodney. Brandon, Joe. I hate Brandon, by the way. She <laughs> just a BT dub. Well, at one point she was like, he really makes me like think. And then he said something like really vapid. And I was like, there's no way he makes you think like he, there is not a lot going on in that little brain. It is in think, but I don't think it's your brain, Michelle. (laughs) No, literally. Like I think they just have like that sexual chemistry, Mm -hmm. but like they seem to not have much else, but I think he goes pretty far with her. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, and his job description is traveling nurse recruiter, which is like, (laughs) 
No, chatty broads, when they did like the bio breakdown before the episode, uh-huh. they were like, does that mean that he travels to recruit nurses or that he himself is a traveling nurse who recruits? <laughs> I think he's a, he recruits traveling nurses. So does. I know what a traveling nurse is. Cause I almost no, got yeah. well, stabbed Noah by one, one one time. Noah. Noah is one. Was yeah. one. Yeah. So he, rec- which I'm like, okay, fine. Recruit traveling nurses. But like, what? That's such like, a you couldn't have just put recruiter. Job. You know, like medical recruiting. Like, I I just don't know why, like healthcare recruitment. Like, I just don't know why, like traveling nurse recruiters, like what we went with. Like, why was that the first foot forward? And also genuinely, like no offense to any like wonderful traveling nurse recruiters out there. Um, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Okay. I just mean like, it kind of goes along with my stupidity thing that he has this like uber specific and not like, Okay. Like very random job, you know, even if he'd been smart enough to be like, I'm in healthcare recruiting or I'm in healthcare, but he's not even smart enough to do that. So what do you do? He was like, I'm traveling nurse recruiter. They were like, but what is that? (laughs) Yeah. Like, like what? And who who leads with that? Like who leads? Like my dad is not going to be like, oh, William, what are you? He's like, oh, I do a healthcare cost accounting for the state of Maryland. You know, he's going to be like, oh, I'm in finance. Right. Like, <laughs> why are you leading with the fact that you're a traveling nurse recruiter? Like, just say you're in healthcare or recruitment or HR. Oh my gosh. I don't know why he literally like enrages me. <laughs> well, so you are putting him in your top four though? I think he goes to at least hometowns with her. I think she really likes him. So I have, my thoughts are Brandon, Joe, Nate, and then I have Rick personally. Yeah, I, I said Rodney and then took it back because I was like, maybe it's Rick. Um, I don't think, I think, I think she likes the idea of Rodney and she has a good enough time with him, but in the end, she doesn't have that. They don't have like chemistry. Right. I really want Joe to win. Like I've never been like this invested in a single contestant this early on. I'm like team, like I want the two of them to be happily living in Minnesota together right now. I mean, that would be, I also would love, I love that it's practical, Mm -hmm. you know, like so many of these matches, like you see Katie and. Blake and it's like you guys don't even live in the same country and he goes to Africa like every six months for six months you know and it would be nice to see a bachelor and bachelorette couple exactly like walk away Mm -hmm. and like be like oh we don't have to discuss like moving to California like right it's sort of like love is blind and part of the reason the couples on love is blind like actually worked is that they already lived in the same city smart and I just feel like that takes out a huge hurdle there's a new season and that is partly why. coming. So I'm so I love that show. I so I genuinely really love that show. It's really good. Um, but yeah, oh wait, let's talk about Katie and Blake. Rip. <laughs> so, but Katie I'm sad, but not surprised. Sad for her. Yeah. They made an Instagram post where they both posted the same thing and they were like, it was an amicable split. And then Katie has been on her Instagram story like since Taylor. Well, we'll get into Taylor Swift a bit after that. Well, not a bit, mm-hmm. a lot after this. Um, <laughs> but um when Red Record came out on Friday, she posted, we are never getting back together. And she was like 12 days of messy day one, Blake. And then she was like, day two is Andrew. And she put one of the, I think she put run the one with Ed Sheeran on it. Day three was James. She, or she said Aaron featuring James and it was girl at home. So that one was kind of funny, but like this feels really like she's kind of, it's, it's embarrassing. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think she's trying to be like, no fucks given, like, let, let's mm-hmm. just do it like balls to the wall. Like, cause she's always been open and honest, but yeah. And like really open about everything. I mean, that yeah. was her whole, you know, everyone needs a shtick. Hers is sex positivity. Um, <laughs> but like, it just feels like you're going back on your words then. Like it, she's, she had good splits with everyone, but Thomas Greg. and Greg. And she made up with Thomas and just like didn't with Greg. And so it's one of those things where why are we reliving that and acting like it wasn't amicable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the drama. Right. Um, I haven't. Okay. So I listen to albums all the way through in order. So I've been listening to the only exception I made was I watched the film that all too well short film, oh. but I still haven't heard run because it's the last, it's the last one before oh. it's the second to last song. You it's haven't like, listened I'm, to the whole thing. I'm on the third to last song. Like literally I am in so the you vault haven't heard the 10 minute. No, I've heard oh, it because watch I watched the, the movie. Okay, okay. Okay. I watched the film. So I've run is the only one I have yet to listen to. So will you please plot synopsis it for me so I can understand the Andrew comment better. I think, um, 
I don't know all the words yet because it's like yeah I mean usually even if I know the words I don't know what the fuck anything is about it's or run Taylor's version from the vault uh run lyrics Taylor's be like meaning Um, (laughs) googling meaning yeah run Taylor's version from the vault like is it just like running away (laughs) okay um the chorus and run like you'd run from the law, darling. Let's run, run from it all. We can go where our eyes can take us, go where no one else is. Run, oh, we'll run, oh, we'll run, oh, we'll run. Oh, okay. So, interesting. Okay. So, so then, good. But sheep, oh, okay. So it makes sense now. I was kind of, it, it seemed negative for mm. some reason on her thing, but um, she put the note that he that he gave her that was like, find yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess that does make sense. I, I feel like they could get back together. They could. They could. Taylor, was that good? What is, oh, is all too well 10 minute version going to be Greg's? <laughs> Bro. Um, um, I hope she that. stops that series. Yeah. Greg just, <laughs> before like, we get there, Greg just, blocked okay, everyone. so natural segue. Oh, guys. Red re release. Red Taylor's version. Go. I still have not experienced heartbreak even this like decade later. <laughs> So still can't fully relate, but yeah. it's it is I fun. still love Holy Ground and State of Grace, which have always been my favorite. So show. good. Starlight's also one of my faves. Mm. Um, but the all too well 10 minute version, I think it's really good. It's genuinely such a good song. Yeah. I have a bone to pick with her though. Mm. I'm team. I don't think she wrote that when she says she wrote it. That's what people okay. say. So here's the thing. I don't necessarily, like, I believe her that there has always been a 10-minute version of All Too Well. Like, I believe her. But the two lyrics, one, the one about the fuck, the patriarchy. Gawker did an article on this. Either she's saying that she was, okay, we're all, we're all in agreement that what she's saying is that Jake Gyllenhaal's keychain said fuck the patriarchy on mm-hmm. it, right? Fuck the patriarchy, like, wasn't a saying in 2010. No. Like, also, people weren't saying that. She didn't curse at that time. Yeah. She didn't start cursing in her songs till like, folklore. Literally, like, recently. And so I just, like, okay, first of all, Jake Gyllenhaal would have to have been so feminist as to have purchased a keychain. But purchase everything keychain, else she's saying, he's not. He's not. And he would have had to purchase a keychain with a slogan that wasn't even popularized for, like, three more years. Mm-hmm. That I'm just like, where would he have even gotten a fuck the patriarchy? Mm-hmm. Like they, they, you know how now you could buy a fuck the patriarchy keychain like in yeah. Barnes and Noble. Yeah. You know, like you could buy that shit at the On gas Amazon. station. You know, but like, I just like it was not. It wasn't a thing we were saying. We were not saying mm-hmm. fuck the patriarchy in 2010, 2011. And if we were, they like it was pretty niche mm-hmm. feminist communities. I feel like. Right. So I'm like, what? I don't believe you that Jake Gyllenhaal was like three years ahead of the time yeah or if she's not talking about like it's not that the keychain said that like she's saying it i'm like i also don't believe that you coined it three years early yeah not coined it but like started using just because she that was still at a point where she was like very timid and discussing yeah issues like that exactly like she doesn't curse and she's timid about feminism i'm supposed mm-hmm. to believe in like seven ten years ago she wrote fuck the patriarchy in a song mm-hmm. the second one is the whole lyric about like your lovers stay the same age yeah, she's she, a little bit retroactive. Right. I feel like I don't know Jake Gyllenhaal's dating history though. So just, like I think that a lot of that was written already. I mean the line about her dad and being 21 and yeah, like, totally the moment I knew the and all vibes. That. She must have just changed a couple lyrics that were yeah. shitty. Everyone does that, right? I don't know the why only, everyone is nitpicking that though, because it's Taylor Swift and like that's yeah. what she does. I guess the only thing I don't understand is I feel like she has been like, this is the 10 minute version I wrote 10 years ago, fully 100%. Like, right. I just took it from a voice memo and like did it again. <laughs> and I'm like, why would you be so adamant about that? If there's like clearly things that like, maybe you would like, why not just be like, this is, there's always been a 10 minute version. Mm-hmm. This is my version now. You know, I've she been like, adamant that this is like from 10 years ago. I've seen a couple of, I mean, not adamant, but like, I have seen clips of her oh, being okay. like, we recorded it. Like my mom asked for the recording okay. and now I did it again kind of thing. Yeah. She sort of ad-libbed the whole, that's the other thing is she says she like ad-libbed the song, which I believe her mm-hmm. that she just like was going at it. But I'm like, so I would believe you that you changed it, that you ad-libbed it and then went back right. 10 years later and made it sound like a song. Cause and no one's going like, to add like, just, yeah, you're going to have to give I it mean, a bridge and a chorus and a time. And no one all will be upset things. about that because exactly that. I'm like, why wouldn't song. you just like, 
with just like her perspective. Yeah, here's the 10 minute version. Like it's her perspective as a 21 year old and her perspective as a yeah, 21 year old. With like a little bit of like a she spiced like, it in, you know. Right, right. So I'm like, why wouldn't you just be like with some edits? It's really but maybe she has said that and I just haven't noticed or she hasn't. There's been so much content from her over the past I know it's like overwhelming how much yeah. there has been. I also I am on a five hour time delay. So like all of her late night appearances, I get the next day. So I feel like right. I'm missing half of it because I'm asleep for a lot of the news cycle. Oh um, um, but other than that, I love, I love the 10 minute song. I was talking to my grandma about it. For those that don't know, I live in Ingo with my grandma right now and she loves to listen to me talk. She better because I just talk and talk and talk at her. That's but what, I was telling her about relatives this. Are for. Exactly. And my grandma was like, can you listen to a 10 minute song? And I was like, that's a fair question. Mm-hmm. And oh. yes. You would be surprised. I think just because she didn't just like take the five minutes and then tack on another five minutes. Yeah. It's you like I was singing it on Friday and then she would insert a new lyric. And I was like, oh my God. Goddamn minute. Wait a minute. Where are we going? I don't know the song anymore. And the ending is literally one of my favorite parts of music ever. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it. What did she say? Um, What? uh, The love affair maim you. Yeah. I love the. Use of the word "mame" in a song, please, Miss Swift. Um, Iconic. I saw a TikTok that was like me googling what self-efficacy means after the fifth time of listening to all the for self-effacing. She is genuinely like a wonderful songwriter. Mm-hmm. I and uh, here's another thing about her, and we haven't obviously gotten all the re-recordings, but she's had every person she collabed with come back. Colby Calais you know, Chris Stapleton, Ed Sheeran, I can't mm-hmm. think of the other ones, but she's also added new people. And it makes me believe like she must be someone that is fun and nice and good to work with. Or Loyal. these people wouldn't come back. No, you know, like Colby Calais, sorry. Like, I don't even know if she still makes music. Like she, <laughs> since she bubbly, came back and a little she, quiet, <laughs> literally she came back, she did her piece. And like, it must be that Taylor, I have, such a strong belief that Taylor herself personally approached every collaborator. Mm -hmm. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if she approached every collaborator to make sure they could all do it for all of the songs before starting to do it for one, like genuinely, like, because what, what does she do if she gets to 1989 and one of the collaborators says no, Mm -hmm. not that I think anyone, why would you do that? But like, yeah, she must be fun to work with those relationships. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she still has the same friend from when she wrote fearless, in high school like, yeah exactly so but Which, i always like, like evidence that people are nice to work with right well that's the thing when people are like i i feel like this is a very hot take on my part perhaps mm. when people people being like not diehard fans of hers when they're like why does she all re- only write about her exes like all this stuff and it's like she's maintained multitudes of relationships throughout her like 20 some mm. years in the industry I just feel like, yeah, these men probably aren't the worst people on the face of the earth, but like, I don't really know where I was going with that. I guess specifically speaking, like Jake Gyllenhaal, John Mayer, mm-hmm. I just feel like, like, like she, she went hard quote unquote at Joe Jonas, but Mr. Perfectly Fine is not like, it's so funny. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's a joke and they're obviously friends. Like she's seen him since then it was, and Sophie Turner is a huge fan. Like, it's just mm-hmm. funny at this point, but I feel like for like Jake Gyllenhaal and John Mayer who like don't have a significant other. And like, she hasn't been able to make amends. Like she made amends with Katy Perry. She's mm-hmm. made amends with people who, you know, who, I don't know. I just feel like these two men in particular were probably awful. I don't know. Cause yeah, like, they like genuinely Tom Hiddleston, like all that stuff. Uh, Calvin Harris, like they're just breakup songs, but these are like soul crushing. Like dear John yeah. and all too well are, like hit you yeah also that's like not that bad you know like sorry of a song written about you right you know maybe you shouldn't have had been an awful yeah like sorry you dated Taylor. like kind of felt like you walked right into that one yeah also the idea that taylor swift right about her exes and like no one else does like i hate that logic but everyone's like, like she has so many boyfriends um and john Mayer doesn't have a no lot literally of, like, i remember when i was right? growing up at one point asking my dad and being like does anyone sing songs not about love because like everyone's so, like that's what exactly. people sing about. That's what people write about. It was just so more she people writes about who are like, like her breakup. He has we so just can figure out who it is. Yeah, they're like she can't keep a boyfriend. Blah blah blah. And I was like, why don't we look at any male artist ever 
and or like male actor. Like let's look at Leonardo DiCaprio or Jake Gyllenhaal and his 27-year-old yeah. girlfriend at 45. Even Harry Styles writes about relationships. Yeah. Romantic relationships. We just happen to not know who the people are that yes. he's writing about because of the way he like, you know, like that was, keeps his shit on lock. But like premiere for the short film for All Too Well, when like Dylan, the extra TV were like probing, like being really gossipy. And they're, the woman asked Dylan O'Brien, she was like, so I heard that this, you know, you're playing a Jake Gyllenhaal character. Like, what do you think about that? And he was like, what? He was like, no, like my character's named Brandon. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, and the woman was like, no, no, no. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're, it's an ode to him. And he was like, no, my character is literally named Brandon. Like, I don't, <laughs> I was what? Like, character's like not named Brandon. <laughs> he, he was like, um, I don't, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know what you're referencing. He's funny. I think that he was like, so well-suited for that role. Mm-hmm. And the two of them in the short film Maybe. were quite good. I, I thought the film was really good. Yes. I have an opinion. Go. I really struggle. This is because I'm someone who like the tweets where it's like me Googling the actors, like 20 minutes into a movie. Like that's mm-hmm. my personality. Yeah. Full send. Um, and like, I need to know ages, what they were in before, like last names, all that. I really struggle with watching people in films who I know have an age difference just because mm-hmm. I like, it makes me uncomfortable, especially like, it doesn't matter boy or girl, older, or younger, mm-hmm. but so with this, I know that it was, this is, this was one where I felt uncomfortable, but then I was like, well, she did that intentionally. I yeah. Think. Like she's the age gap is the same. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but no, you're so. right. I also was like, Oh, it's a 30 year old kissing a 19 year old. Oh, when you know. Stranger things. Sadie Sink has been in stranger things and like a couple other things, but she's known mm-hmm. for stranger things which they're playing like middle schoolers. Like she's mm-hmm. 19 now, but when this started four seasons ago, she was like 12. So yeah, totally. In my mind, I was like, Sadie Sink is making out with Dylan O'Brien. She's 11. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, totally. It is like, and it was in, I mean, it, it intentional. It's effective. Yeah. it's effective that we're then like, that's a little fucking weird. Right. That's a little, I know, Twitter's oh, a little like, bizarre. They were like, oh, when I was younger, I didn't get that because we were all, 11 we were I all guess. so, so it's like everyone is old and they can all date old right old people and they're 19 old. years old or 20 years old felt like mm-hmm. you were like oh you're an adult but now being 22 no still no. not <laughs> um i saw a tiktok with a very cold take this is not about all too well this is about they were like now that she's had so much success maybe she won't re-record and release the other ones because <gasps> she could just like convince them that she can and she like won't and no. I was like, no, to cut a check. Like I was like, show me doing money. <laughs> and also it seems like she's had so much fun doing it. Mm-hmm. I, like I don't it. see a world in which she doesn't do it. No. So if anyone watched that TikTok and got disappointed, you're here, you heard it here first. Heard There's heard no way in hell she doesn't re-release the next three. Well, so I was explaining, he was like, why did she, or my dad was here this weekend and he was like, I don't understand why would she re-record an old album? So I of course went into detail that he didn't ask for. And I went into heavy detail. <laughs> and I was saying, and then he goes, couldn't Scooter Braun just tell, like say that a Pepsi commercial wants to use her music. He was like, couldn't Scooter Braun just give them a deal for the old music? And I was like, I don't think you understand the connectivity Taylor Swift has in the world of like social way that no one would drink Pepsi again. (laughs) No, if Pepsi were to use speak now from, or were to use red from 2012 instead of red from 2021, like there would be riots in the street. The single worst business food they ever could have made at like even more than the Kendall Jenner commercial (laughs) to tie it back. (laughs) (laughs) No, totally. It's incredible, but it's true. Cause he was like, why can't they just say, Oh, I'll give you like 50. Sorry. (laughs) my windows are open um oh i live in new york city actually so (laughs) sometimes it's like 5 a.m and it's like "Ah, ah," i'm like well why are we honking (laughs) um but no my dad was like why can't he just sell it for fifty thousand if she wants to sell for a hundred thousand and i was like because the damage that would cause just for the pr for that company even if it is like amazon pepsi like you know a big company like that who could pay for the damages it wouldn't really affect them like just from a pr perspective perspective they would would rather yeah i also think to me she could buy like i i have would not be surprised if she's gotten offers to buy them back like i genuinely wonder if the people who own the masters have been like do you just want to buy them like at this point no i think i heard somewhere that she was offered it but i genuinely if wouldn't even be surprised if she bought them back and then still did the re-recordings like like 
she seems to have, it's become a project about celebrating her own career mm-hmm. as it's come like even more so than it is about getting her master's yeah. back to the no. point where I'm like, I just wouldn't even like be surprised if she no. didn't. And Which I think it's, sense. and I think like you said, she's having fun doing it. Yeah, totally. And I think the fans are enjoying it. It's, yeah. It is somehow managing to take her to a level of like the next level of fame that I like didn't even think was possible. Like, I just didn't think you could get more famous than she already was. And she's somehow managing to do it the same with it's her and Kim Kardashian really, who to me continue to reach these levels of fame. They have different resetting bars. Yeah. Where I'm like, I didn't even think you could get more famous than you already are. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how you're doing that, but like I went to work today and none of my coworkers listened to Tyler Swift. And I felt weird that we weren't talking about it. I was like, it's weird that no one's brought up red. Like, this is weird that not one person has mentioned it because yeah. it's every conversation I have. Like my, my mom's texting me about it. Yeah, yeah. literally group chats, my for you page, Twitter, my Twitter, like, my Instagram, like people, I, I'm going to gatekeep Taylor. I'm just going to, I'm going to gatekeep Taylor Swift really quickly. Um, Just people I, I know. We'll give her back in a minute. <laughs> one moment, please. I've gatekept Harry Styles and I'm going to do it with Taylor Swift, please. Um. <laughs> I, like people I know have never listened to like Taylor Swift mm-hmm. a day in their life before now, which fine, become a Taylor Swift fan. I'm happy I'm for you. them. Yeah, exactly. But like that's next, like next level where they're like posting about the all too well short mm-hmm. film and stuff. Well, it's one and of then, those. Yeah, I mean, because I think it's also, keeping over. <laughs> <laughs> when she was, when did Red come out before 2012? Yeah, when she was 20. That was my peak Taylor Swift era. Yeah, I remember listening to it in my church parking lot. <laughs> When she was 22 and we were 12 at that time, it like, she didn't have, like, she hadn't really discovered herself fully yet. Mm -hmm. And like, now that she's like taken a stand and politically, like in terms of gender and like equity and things like that, kind of discovered herself the past 10 years. I feel like it just adds new layers to the same music. And it's kind of like allowing us to have had, to have had more experiences in those 10 years. And it's totally completely agree i also think it'll be interesting given that to see 1989 and reputation because to me reputation was very recently i guess it was 2017 yeah we were freshmen in college Yikes. but like we were in college <laughs> oh i keep being like when i was in college in the united states <laughs> <laughs> um except i have to say university because college is like high school mm-hmm, here right. so i'm like oh when i was at my university in the u.s and i like <laughs> sound corny as fuck saying that um, well, that's but, when people are like, oh, well, where were you before this? And I'm like, college. Like, or they'll be like, what company were you at? I'm like, Fordham down the road. Fordham University. <laughs> the athletics department. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was actually at Stevenson Educational Center where I was a tutor. <laughs> yeah. That was my previous placement appointment. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was at Sassy's Cafe in Carsholton, England. <laughs> I was at the Marriott Ballroom <laughs> in Stanford. Yeah, people were like, oh, so you were at the Olympics. I was like, no, I was in no. Connecticut. But... Oh, I was um, I was actually a summer camp counselor. Yeah. The- little a little oh, place. Yeah. A little place in Baltimore. Me, yeah. I'm like Coppermine Fieldhouse. Have you heard of it? Have you I was there? part of I was the kaleidoscope counselor. That's the five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't even know what we're talking about. No, sorry. You were saying something about my coworkers being at work oh university college <laughs> reputation reputation here we are reputation <laughs> the moment okay anyways but that to me I remember reputation because I didn't like the album at the time yes like I remember listening to it and being like it's not that I, I just like didn't it wasn't music that I was, I was into at the time <laughs> yeah and I feel like I was not I had found many more like I hated death by a thousand cuts for like two years oh, so and like good. now I love it so and good. I think the songs and I have I've grown the songs have grown on me mm-hmm but like red was like major peak for me. And I remember 1989, but welcome to New York. I really didn't like, and it kind of turned me off because it was like the lead <laughs> single. But anyways, um, I feel like it'll be interesting to hear those songs because so much like less time has passed. Yeah. Like even revisiting the reputation era, like for people like us red, like I didn't even have Instagram. Like so, I didn't even have an Instagram. Like it was crazy out there. Social media in 2012. But like red was truly like, a different world and for most of her fans completely different phase of life because her fans are so young that like mm-hmm. 10 years is massive for us mm-hmm. it's half my life 
literally half of my life, like between now and the last time red came out, but the same is not true for reputation and for 1989, it has been comparatively little. And so it doesn't feel as much, it'll be interesting. And I wonder if there's a reason she's like post, like sort of keeping those almost back a little bit. Yeah. I feel though I do think 1989 think, is next. Yeah. I just don't I'm know excited when. for um her debut album cuz I do I was too young. I don't remember it. Songs. I mean, I vividly remember hearing Teardrops on my guitar for the first time on the radio when I was like 7 years old. Yeah, we were so little. We weren't even listening to like I don't think I was listening to music on my own. No, it was I was in the car. I was in the booster seat and I heard it. Yeah. Exactly. I, just, I don't know. It's one of those things where like I that was, is not revisiting. That is just visiting for me. Because <laughs> it was, it wasn't like I didn't have an iPod. Like I was yeah. so young that I was not queuing up my own songs mm-hmm. to listen to. So and I mix one oh six five in Baltimore was my <laughs> that and Speak Now especially. I don't really remember listening to Speak Now at the time when it was coming out. Fearless is the first one I really like because I remember watching the You Belong right. with Me video, <laughs> like Hannah well, Montana the movie with lucas till and he plays oh the- yeah and then she's like there and it's like yeah. what <laughs> um but yeah so i'm excited i thought red you wore I think today oh my god yeah this is my dad's sweatshirt from 1983 we're dressed like christmas <laughs> <laughs> our green and red i think it'll be interesting to I'm see excited. i felt like this re-release was way different from the first one mm-hmm. way more hype like so much more of an event like mm-hmm. everyone was talking about it I mean, Red was a bigger album when it first came out. And I, I don't know if Too Well is like a cult yeah. favorite <laughs> at this point. It's like its own album. Yeah. That's so like everyone was like, Dear like, John's 60 minute version. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like Reputation in 1989, as well as, well as us remembering them, like mm-hmm. the general public remembers them differently because we were all on Instagram and like, Right. I remember when she took down all of her posts and then reposted them. But the snakes. But interesting. Like, like, is everyone going to like, are all these brands going to be like happy, like reputation era day? Right. Because like, it was such a different period of time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. And I I'm know. like really I'm excited for me as someone who like, like, like you and I like to like watch culture as like a thing to think about and not mm-hmm. just like participate in. Right. Her re-releasing these albums has been like genuinely super interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like as just like a thought endeavor mm-hmm. kind of moment. Yeah. Oh, guys, this is a long one, but it is a long one. Oh my God. Ed Sheeran's new album, which has gotten like zero buzz because, and then Adele's album is coming out next week. Poor Ed. It's going to be so good. I can't wait. Poor Ed. He got mixed up. I know it's a little bit Niall Horan releasing it the day that quarantine started in the U S heartbreak weather. Yeah. Maybe they chat. Yeah. So I, I, unfortunately though, I think Niall's was good and got buried and Ed's is just not good enough to not be buried. It's it's so, like fine. Yeah. I really like the first and last song. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a yeah. little bit like, how do you follow up? Castle on a Hill. Castle on the Hill and those, that, he like, how do you follow it? He should have done a re-record of Divide. <laughs> Divide, volume two. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're um, fine, but I think they, and they haven't caught. Yeah. He needs a TikTok trend. Well, also because his <laughs> singles were all pop he did bad habits shivers and um visiting hours oh yeah bad habits and shivers i think i'm listening to the same song well like if it's on the radio i'm like what song is this yeah is it shivers or bad habits i think it's also because he was at such a different point in his life when he released divide i mean you could say that about any artist but like he has now he's married um Mm -hmm. that was more i felt like divide i don't know it came out at the right time it, like yeah. I feel like for me and yeah. for everyone yeah and now it's he kind of he well he left for a bit I think when you dip sometimes that works like if you're Taylor it Swift, worked you for divide for, but nobody didn't... physically saw me for a year like if you dip like that everyone's <laughs> like well what happened and then you come back with the snakes and delete your Instagram but for yeah. Ed when he's just like album you're like oh my god where have you all right I yeah. guess <laughs> and he like left before divide we're reaching a point though where I feel like media is so saturated you can't afford to leave anymore. Like, I don't know if what Taylor Swift did before reputation would work anymore. I like, don't like, I just feel like this, the saturation Mm -hmm. that there is in terms of who we can listen. Like I can listen to anyone I want at any given moment ever at all. Mm -hmm. I can listen to their entire discography. Yeah. 
like at the drop of a hat. And it feels like you with TikTok too, like one song takes it and they're gone. And it feels like they're all like elbowing their way in. And if you just disappear, you kind of lose your spot and you got to have, you have to have a dealt. You have to have a Dell style, like say. Taylor Swift style star power that like yeah. Ed Sheeran just doesn't, he doesn't get audiences in the way that he can afford to disappear that long. But I feel like Beyonce can to. afford to disappear. Yeah, he used to, to, but he doesn't right now. I know, which is sad because I'm a big fan of him as like a person and an artist. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say like Olivia on. Rodrigo. I don't think she could disappear for four years and come back. Yeah. You know, like she's not there yet and that she's not going to try it. No, you know. Um, um, I feel like she'll release an album next year. I agree. You have you have to in the first like year, like four five years, you gotta just like be yeah. on it. Yeah. Harry Styles, he could disappear and come back. He's Niall like, couldn't disappear and come back. No, that would be it. I think isn't Harry Styles releasing like a makeup skin perfume brand? What? It's called Pleasing. If you go to pleasing.com, you can sign up for the mailing list, which I did. I think he's releasing like a nail polish makeup perfume brand that's cool that'll be cool to see a male celebrity do i Hopefully thought that it was not- like his third album and then it was about it was like a picture of nail polish i was like oh all right well <laughs> <laughs> um the videos of olivia wilde dancing at his concerts make me feel so enraged for no good reason that i can't watch them <laughs> I think my irrational hatred is just un. the feminism leaving my body and i'm like <laughs> jason sudeikis take my heart and soul like like (laughs) and it's like the I I can't like I want to not be someone who's like I hate her but like I can't do it like I I can't look at them without just like making me want to just punch I hate the TikTok comments that are like why don't you just let her live her life I'm like where are her children and then I'm like well I guess that's a bit of a double standard but I don't care (laughs) also all these like trend she's like I keep seeing these videos you should just let her be yes happy. I keep seeing these videos they're like parasocial relationship or like how, why can't everyone just like not hate each other like gossip is for terrible people like stop bullying behind people's back I'm like what what do you think I do to entertain myself like what are we gonna if do I'm not mean about celebrities I don't have a personality boring no literally imagine if our podcast was like Taylor like why did she like so mean to Jake Gyllenhaal like if she just like showed compassion to him (laughs) like then maybe we wouldn't have that like like life is boring without being mean to people I don't understand also like we're not really being mean to that we don't know any of no exactly (laughs) I'm gonna go and I'm gonna judge John Mulaney and his like baby mother that he might have broken up with like I'm gonna do it I'm sorry because also you put yourself in the public eye people are gonna do what they want the public eye is gonna watch back or some shit you could (laughs) right like it's it's my bedtime also wait I want to end this episode with a tweet that I saw the other day that I posted on our story and then I just think is really funny and you reminded me Mm -hmm. when you said John Mulaney let me find it. Oh, good music. Da, 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 da. Yeah, John Mulaney has taken our advice and disappeared a little bit from the spotlight. Yeah, well, there's a, the rumor that him and Olivia are broken up. I think we talked about the article that was like, the baby came out of left field. And we were like, mm, I, I wonder what the kid's name came will be. from. And it wasn't left <laughs> it came field. Out of, it came out of left field and that left field was unprotected sex. That was where <laughs> it came from. Um, okay, I'm going to end this tweet or this, this and this episode with the tweet that said Pete Davidson should date John Mulaney to end this cycle. <laughs> and I, I don't disagree. Like I don't either like them being gay lovers, not totally out of the question. No, I'm not going to lie to you. Checks out. Yeah. Though John Mulaney's already gone against all of his bits about not wanting kids. He should just go against all the bits about how he's not gay. You know, he might as well make it full also circle. seth myers having olivia munn on a couple weeks ago to promote the new movie she was in and just not bringing up anything about john mulaney i was kind of like what new movie is she in it's called violet i don't know i don't, I don't care i don't yeah. like her another person who like i don't know her personally i'm gonna be everyone mean to her. everyone needs to listen to the celebrity memoir book club mm-hmm. podcast episode about olivia munn's memoir speaking of avani greg has a memoir for anyone who doesn't know, Avani Greg is a makeup TikToker. She's like, and she's years old. maybe literally, I think she's 17. Oh my gosh. Wait, speaking of Olivia Munn, Aaron Rodgers yes. not being vaccinated, but saying he was. Oh my God. I knew I didn't Shailene like Shailene Woodley. Woodley. I've never liked Shailene Woodley. No. I haven't liked Shailene Woodley since she was in the 
uh, Divine or Detroit or whatever the fuck that thing was called. Divergent? No, Divergent. I've never liked her, but I've never had a good reason for disliking her. And I love when people prove me right. (laughs) Just the like. I just had a bad vibes about her. Aaron Rodgers is when she was like, he's, he, he's immunized. Um, unless it's with the COVID-19, unless he's got Moderns, Pfizer's, JJ's. He's he's taking that horse paste. He did that. The uh, Ivermectin shit. Oh, because he was taking medical advice from Joe Rogan, like, like the doctor Joe. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I don't like people in the public eye spreading terrible public health information but i do like people in the public eye proving me right and that is that i never liked her her ass i didn't and i didn't have any real good reason except to seem like i just hated women but i didn't hate women i just didn't like her or olivia wilde or olivia mon or (laughs) (laughs) olivia wilde my dislike for olivia wilde is really situational if it, it's it, really, yeah, if she wasn't, it could be anyone, like anyone yeah. dating Harry Styles. I'm going to just feel I'm a little like, bit oh. of hatred toward. <laughs> Why isn't it me? Except with Taylor and Harry. And in that case, I'm the child of divorce. Do you think that was a PR relationship? Circle back. We're bringing, I know full circle. That's how we started this. Um, I don't know. I don't I, feel like it's worth speculation because it was such a good cultural moment that like part of me is like i would be happy either way peak taylor swift peak one direction so i was like my lives are colliding yeah it was kind of like it was so significant to me as a young person that Mm -hmm. even if it was a pr relationship thank you i I don't want to know yeah it wasn't real don't say that it was real to me (laughs) (laughs) and on that note on that note this is a lot of content for you guys but and we don't have an outro guys all right See you later. Well, yeah, hopefully not a month from now. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Peace out, Girl Scouts. <laughs> Cut that out, please.